What's going on, everyone? This is Andy Starr with the Full Tilt Debbie Podcast, back with another recap from Week 7 and a preview of Week 8 of the college football season. Switching up the format a little bit this week, going to talk about what happened last week and what's ahead this weekend. Uh, obviously, since everyone is still reeling from the beatdown that USC uh, received at the hands of Notre Dame, we're going to talk about that. Uh, but the most exciting matchup also came from the Pac-12 last week, and that was Washington pulling out the win with some late-game heroics from Michael Penix. And then we are going to look forward to a uh, battle of undefeateds this week when uh, Penn State travels to the Horseshoe to take on Ohio State, who already has a quality road win against the aforementioned Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And how could we not talk about the third Saturday in October uh, with Alabama looking to avenge their loss to Tennessee last year uh, in Rocky Top, and I have a feeling the atmosphere for that game is going to be raucous. So let's get into it, starting with the games from Week 7. I mentioned USC, Caleb Williams, and the Trojans could not figure out this Notre Dame defense. For what it's worth, not a lot of teams have, unless your name is Louisville, but the Irish offense came to play, uh, hanging 48 points on the Trojans behind another efficient game from Audric Estime on the ground and Sam Hartman through the air. Wasn't an electric offensive performance. Uh, a lot of points and opportunities did come from the defense, uh, but they did make mistakes and they were able to, uh, I would say, embarrass USC in this game. Um, USC, uh, we knew they did have some major defensive issues based on that Colorado and Arizona game. And I think uh, Notre Dame to take advantage of some of those. As I mentioned, USC was stonewalled in this game. Marshawn Lloyd limited to just 46 rush yards. They were never really able to establish a running game. Uh, they fell behind early. And that was all thanks to the turnovers from Caleb Williams, who threw three picks and fumbled once. Definitely will show up as a blemish on the Caleb Williams portfolio, but... I think we're all still firmly entrenched with Caleb as the 101 in 2024. Unless your name is John Arrington, but you'll have to tune into the this week's Debbie show to hear more about that. Uh, on to the game of the week. Oregon fell to Washington after some unfortunate fourth down chances that did not go the Ducks' way. They left points on the board in the red zone twice on failed fourth down attempts, and then they missed a fourth down attempt late in the game that would have all but given them the victory. But instead, they put the ball back into Michael Penix's hands, who only needed two plays to score the game-deciding touchdown to Roma Dunze. No Jalen McMillan in this game, uh, which did open the door for Giles Jackson, who returned for, from an injury as well. Uh, it was his first game of the season, actually. Uh, he was able to grab a touchdown in Mill McMillan's absence. Uh, but it was Roma Dunze and Jalen Polk continuing their dominant seasons, each finishing with over 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Dunze actually bringing in two touchdowns in this game. Uh, after last week's games, Washington has established itself as a leader in the Pac-12, but I think this game is an indicator that these Pac-12 games could really go either way on any night, so it'll be fun to see how the rest of the season shakes out for that conference. Uh, let's look ahead, ahead now to Week 8, where we get to see Drew Allard take on a ranked opponent on the road. Uh, Penn State had no issues against the Iowa defense at home, but we know that these road tests are an entirely different story. Allard has looked really good. Uh, the number that stands out is obviously the zero interceptions through six games, uh, but he hasn't really been asked to make the big throws yet this season. Uh, he's going to need to have his receivers step up in this spot, especially Keandre Lambert-Smith, because there's a good chance they fall behind at some point in this game, and is going to need to make a play to get them out of it. Uh, Nick Singleton and Catron Allen are obviously an, a dynamic backfield duo, but games like these do require 
some level of quarterback play to get a victory. So, especially against an Ohio State defense that hasn't allowed more than 17 points in a game all season. Speaking of the Buckeyes, they're also facing a defense that hasn't allowed more than 15 points this season. But if you run down the Penn State schedule up to this point, they haven't even played a team in the top 75 in total offense. So OSU's offense hasn't been top five like we've been used to in the past, but they are still a top 40 offense. And they also happen to have the best wide receiver in the country in Marvin Harrison Jr. Overall, I just can't see Penn State staying in this one. I think OSU wins big and covers the four and a half point spread easily. Last, let's head south to the SEC where Alabama plays host to Tennessee in a rematch of the game of the year from last season. The Vols only have one loss on the year, but it happened to be on their only road game up to this point, and that was in the swamp against Florida. Now they have to go to Tuscaloosa and take on a revitalized Alabama team who had that ugly home loss against Texas and then had an even uglier hangover game the following week against South Florida. But since then, they've had nice wins against Ole Miss, Mississippi State on the road, Texas A&M on the road, and then had a closer than they probably like win over Arkansas last week. Uh, I think they've figured out the QB situation and sort of resolved to the fact that Jalen Milroe gives them the best chance to win. He's certainly not elite, uh, but they've learned to play more to his strengths. Uh, I, ex I expect a battle in this game. Alabama's going to try to tough it out on the ground with Milroe and Jace McClellan. Uh, Tennessee, likewise, is going to be pounding it with Jalen Wright and Dylan Sampson. You know, whoever Hoiple really decides has the hot hand on Saturday. I think people probably are going to tune into this game wanting to see a replay of last year where points were scored every minute, it felt like. Uh, but I, I predict a low-scoring affair, so my best bet here would be to take the under with a total set at 48.5. I do think Alabama does pull out the victory here, but if I had to bet the spread, I'd take the Vols, who are getting eight and a half points. But that is going to wrap it up for the update slash recap, or recap slash preview, whatever you want to call it this week. Uh, if you are listening to this right now, we already did the Debbie show this week. So if you haven't already listened to that, go ahead and check it out. John Lucas and I did a 2024 rookie mock draft, which was a lot of fun. So give that a listen and tune in on Wednesday for the Debbie show. I uh, hope to see you guys there. Uh, but other than that, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the games this week.